Welcome everyone. It is day number 20 of 21 days and we're discussing the belief in lack creates suffering. Hello Laurie, good day. I'm just waiting for the fans to come on and confirm the sound. Hello Ingrid. <laughs> God, I love you. And we, thank you. Thank you so much, Ingrid. I hope you're feeling better, darling. I did see your notification that you have a cold. So we're coming to the end of this fabulous momentum of 21 days discussing the belief in lack and how it creates suffering. Hello, Ree. Nice to have you back on board. And that's what I was focusing on this morning. I just noticed that we're coming to the end and it's all just unfolded fabulously on its own, really, without having to structure it out. The conversation just sort of unfolded naturally, organically. And what I've come to notice is that that's what you are searching for. You are looking, you are looking for what creates some sort of resistance, some sort of feeling of separation, some form of limitation. Why are you looking for that? Why are you looking for that? You're focused on it because the moment you're not feeling good, what a wonderful indication, what a wonderful indication. You're not feeling as good as you know you can. So now you've discovered the one side of the coin. The one side of the coin, the beauty of living in this three-dimensional time-space reality is that everything is seen as duality. So the two sides of the coin are imperative, are, are really, really important to distinguish that on one side of the coin, I am seeing tails, and the other side of the coin, I'm seeing heads. On one side of the coin, I'm seeing darkness. On the other side of the coin, I'm seeing light. On one side of the coin, I'm seeing not enoughness. And on the other side, I'm seeing the enoughness. So it's just like the explorer exploring a territory that it's unfamiliar with. It doesn't know where it ends or how far it goes, but we're becoming familiar more and more and more. So the moment your experience as the character, you're discovering one side of the coin where there's some form of limitation, some form of not enoughness, then you, who you really are, becomes aware of the other side of the coin because guess what you're on this side you're you're looking in awareness is looking in the character is only aware of this one and that's what's playing out shooting out you're aware of also the other side so once the character has lived the experience of the one side you now know to look and focus on the other side and include that and say this is who now I want to experience So you've explored and you've experienced not enoughness. I'm not important enough. I don't have enough money. I don't feel abundant enough. You've been focusing on that. Focus, focus, conscious focus has been looking at that. The thoughts that have been defining, the descriptive mode has been defining not enough. And guess what? 
Focus is familiar with those thoughts. Focus is familiar with those descriptions. Focus, awareness, consciousness, light is shining the light on those familiarities. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. Very, very familiar, isn't it? How long have you been focused? How long has the light been shining on those descriptive notes? Very, very familiar. So familiar that you've got even an image. The image, the familiarity with the image, focusness, focus has been focused on it. So when you're in your home and you've been living there for 20 odd years, you're very familiar with your surroundings. You're very familiar to your surroundings that you could navigate your home with your eyes closed in the dark. You have a sense of where this wall will end and where the stairs begin and where a door is and where the window is and even where you have something in which draw. You're so familiar. You don't need your eyes open. You don't need to put the lights on. You can navigate you can navigate freely. And that is exactly what you're doing with the character. Focus. You're focusing. Notice where you're focusing your attention on the character with your eyes closed. You can navigate exactly where it is, what is it going to say, how it's going to say it, how it's going to behave, when it's going to behave. And these images that you project either in the past or in the future or right here, right now, you're navigating those definitions and those images with such ease. Is it not so? And even the habitual imaginations that come, whether you're defining it imaginary, whether you're defining it from a memory, whether you're defining it as a worry, whether you're defining it as your reality, whatever definitions are coming through, focus is there effortlessly. Why? Because it's familiar with it. Familiarity. So if focus goes where everything is familiar, then how do we change an experience? How do, we, how do we start making the unfamiliar more familiar? Because that is the effortlessness. That's why you can't take your eyes off the problem because the problem, lack, the question is so familiar now because it's come into to clarity. There's an image. You've been saying it over and over again. I don't have enough. I'm not important enough. It is focused now. Just This is familiar to me. I'm just going to stay here. This is familiar to me. I'm going to stay here. This is familiar to me. I'm going to stay here. Awareness, focus right here. And that's why it's, it seems so hard to get rid of the sticky thought. It just comes up. It just comes up, pops up. It just pops up. You're familiar with it. Your surroundings. <clears throat> you sort of know what's the next thought that's going to come up. You sort of know what the next description, because you've described this over and over and over and over again through your character. The character just knows how to, to, to describe that script to such a degree that it is confident in what it knows. The character doesn't know anything. It just it just describes what it sees, and what it sees is what it's describing, and what it's describing is what it sees, and what it sees is what it's describing, and what it's describing is what it sees. The knowing is who you are, but you're so familiar with these descriptions and images, 
that's, that's it. I'm familiar. So how do we make the unfamiliar? I am important. I am abundant. I can do this. I can figure this out. I have a desire. I know I have a desire. So that was the introduction to the, this conversation today I'm seeing, talking about imagination. Imagination is what allows you to become familiar with a new feeling, with, to become familiar with a new conversation, with a new descriptor, and with a new imagery. Imagination will assist you in becoming familiar and allowing you to move your focus, move your conscious focus. You deliberately move your focus to start to become familiar with a new script, with a new character, with new images. And you're always, you're always checking in how it's feeling. And when it feels that click, that sweet spot, now you're looking forward to it because now you know how that feels. Imagination is the territory where you start exploring something new. What are you exploring? The other side of the coin. What is the other side of the coin? The inclusion of the perceived emotion that the character was perceiving as lacking, as missing, as not enoughness. So the not-enoughness, the lack, is the indication for you to include its opposite. I don't have enough. What does it feel like to have enough? Go and become familiar with that. Where? In imagination. When? In meditation. When you're in theta. When you're not in the wakeful state that the character is playing out its script. No, 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 no. Not going to work there. Delta or alpha, whatever the name is, when you're in a wakeful state, that is when the character is being allowed to be itself, not meant to control circumstances, it's meant to walk into this situation, walk into this event, walk into this experience, so then you can take note. Oh, that felt off. That, that felt very off. What did I just feel? Hmm, lack. Yeah. Felt lack. What does that mean? There's another side to the coin. What is on the other side? He wasn't kind to me. I want people to be kinder. What does that feel like? I didn't have enough. I do have enough. What does that feel like? And in imagination, imagination is your tool, the amazing abilities you have. It is that department where you have the ability to feel a feeling on a dime. And how does it start to feel familiar? How does it start to feel effortless? How does it start to feel just ease when imagining? the more familiar you become with the images, the definitions, and the feeling of the imagination than the reality of itself. Where I don't see any distinguish now, any, I do not distinguish between an imagination or reality because it, I can see, I can notice that it's all being created here. However, it's beautiful to actually, I'm experiencing this because you're part of the experience. And in, in imagination, you can put all the elements you want. You can put in your family. You can put in friends, new friends you've never met before. Hypothesis, people that you don't know, that you do know now there. You see? 
Imagination is your creative tool where you can become familiar with feelings and dialogues and descriptors and images. So then now the focus, you are the light that now focuses more on that than on here for that particular period of time. So if you're just concerned where you're just going to focus your attention on reality and give no attention to becoming familiar with the other side of the coin, because you haven't even become aware of it. And that's why I say, become familiar with what is seeing, who is seeing, what is noticing. Notice what notices. And the only thing that comes naturally to me now is that I notice how I'm feeling. I notice how I'm feeling. Why? Because that is your navigational tool. From here upwards, is only to identify the lack. So then you can see the other side of the coin. From here downwards, the section here, the heart, is where you're navigating. You're navigating with your eyes closed. And you're navigating, you're navigating what? Where? Towards the feeling that you've just included from the experience from up here up. Now, you do the rest of the work from up here down. It's here where you're locking into. It's here that you're navigating the feeling. It's here that the focus is on. All eyes on the heart. All eyes on the heart. All awareness on the heart. All conscious attention on the heart. You're navigating with your eyes closed. You're becoming familiar with a new territory. You're becoming familiar with a new vibrational frequency. You're becoming familiar and getting up to speed with a higher and a faster intensity because focus attention that you're giving so much attention to who you believe to be right now the character comes effortlessly you don't have to strain so how do we allow imagination to be effortless notice how you're feeling when you're adding in the elements Become familiar. And the more familiar you become, the more effortless focus goes there. Oh, no, no, no. What have we got today? The problem or the solution? Oh, I thought about the solution. I was in imagination for the past week. Mm, I remember how that feels. Let's go there. But if you've only got in your awareness the problem or the question, and that's more familiar, to your focus, then you're going to go there all the time. You're going to wake up in the moment, in the morning, and the first thing there, I have a problem, and the focus is going to go straight on it, click on it. But have you given it any time? Any time? That's why meditation is essential to the whole routine. You don't find time to meditate. Well, you, your focus is going to go where? On a reality, and what is reality? The character from here upwards. Defining, imagery, experiencing, jump into action, and off we go, and off we go. That's where it's going to go because it's familiar. Without meditation, or being aware and noticing, what are you, what are you, what are you bringing forth from this experience? Instead of trying to control this experience that is just going to happen whether you like it or not, you take away from that experience the other side of the coin. You take away 
the inclusion of what the characters just experienced. The belief in lack creates suffering because it's there to get your attention so then you can look at what to include in order to have elements for your imagination so you can become familiar with the new vibration, with the new elements, with the new feeling, with the new description, with the new images. So you can move and have that experience. Do you see how this works? You go in, you come out, you move, you go back in that way. And it is, you're not changing this experience. You're taking from this experience, you're including what you perceived uh, through the character as lacking, and now you're moving. And now you're going in another one. So that's the feeling I sort of comes to describe it, that this one that you're currently living is perfect for what it is designed to do. It needs to stay the way it is because you cannot change it as much as your character thinks it can. That's why when you try and control the outcome of things, you're in the way. You're blocking yourself. Don't try and control anything. It's not going to work anyway. It's just flapping wings and not moving anywhere. It's like sitting on a rocking chair and going back and forth and doesn't do anything. Your attempt to control is just the character playing out its character. You're the experiencer. It's experiencing experiences. There is no doer. There is no achiever. It is awareness that is becoming familiar with different trailers, with different imagery in order to then experience it. Experiencing is the only thing that is happening. Experiencing, experiencing, experiencing. When you try and control experiencing, now you're just not enjoying the ride. The ride is happening. You can either be on the ride like this, or you can be on the ride, but the ride is happening. Do you see what I mean? You can be on the ride warring, or you can be on the ride relaxed, but the ride is happening. No one can control the ride, and the ride is the experience. But then the experience that you're having on the ride, that's what will be the imagery. I had a bad time. Today I had a bad time, but today was the ride. And it was a very good ride, but your experience on the ride was worry. Your experience on the ride was, I don't have enough. Great. Live out not enough with the eagerness to see what can I now see on the other side of the coin of what enoughness does feel like to me. Because you as awareness can feel any feeling on a dime. You don't require circumstances to be in place. You don't require anything to happen. You can feel anything you want on a dime. But because you believe to be this character, it doesn't come effortless to you and it doesn't come easily. It doesn't feel comfortable because every time you try and feel something different, it triggers the characteristics of the character, the belief, the perspective. I am not enough. So when you do go into imagination as the character and say, oh, let me just feel I am enough, it just shakes it to the core. 
Because what is currently being played out and believed is I'm not enough. So where do you go and play that program? Where do you go and play, that, play out that enoughness? Meditation, in visualization, in imagination. It's a different, complete different frequency where the character is left aside. Where you're not focused on the character, where are you focused? On awareness. Noticing, 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 noticing that which notices. Noticing that which sees with no eyes. Noticing the presence behind it all. Noticing the stillness. Noticing that which never changes. Because what is always changing is definitions and imagery, definitions and imagery, experience. All these things are appearing and appearing and appearing to the character. To you. Behind it. The character is one and the same of the experience. It is not you. And once that is firmly, firmly known to you because you've experienced it, you can see that you are the one noticing, you are the one focusing. Yesterday I did the example of someone on a bus. They're looking out the window, their eyes are directed out the window, but where are they focusing? What are they focusing on? What thought? What description just came up? And what did they focus? What did they shine the light on? And that will be the feeling that they are now experiencing. But if you know who you are, you can pinpoint that sweet spot of the feeling that you already know how you want to feel. How? From the experience of lack that you just had and the inclusion. So now you've got the basis of the feeling that you want to feel. And familiarize yourself. Notice how it feels. Notice. Noticing doesn't require any activity from the character at all. It is the absence of the character that allows the presence to be noticed. The inclusion. The inclusion. Familiarize yourself with that. So this is what it feels like not to be identified as a character. And so, as soon as the character comes into focus, playing out the experience, you can feel the pushing against. There's some sort of resistance because now a limitation is being focused upon. Remember, your character is always in some form of not enoughness to some degree. The infinite point of reference is who you already are that has no perception of limitation but is unaware of to what degree of no limitation it is. Hence, this experience is very, very useful, beneficial, enlightening 
But you must become aware of the two different parts that are playing out a simultaneous dance of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. I have an experience, I have a character that plays out definitions, plays out imagery, and goes in and experiences the script. And from the script, a limitation will be perceived. But from this limitation that is perceived, there's the other side of the coin, which now can be included by who you really are. And now navigate and become familiar with that frequency, with that feeling, because now noticing is very much evident. And hence now, focused attention, consciousness, light, can be effortlessly directed to the new familiarization of that which has been included. And hence now, a new experience will take place. Does this happen in 24 hours? No. Does it take place in a year? You can take all the time you want. This is your movie, darling. This is your experience. You can go into this experience for as long as you want. Apparently, I've done it for over 35 years. Do I now create deliberately? Often. Am I in any rush? Not at all. Why is there rush? Who's rushing? There is no time from the point of view of awareness and no space. The time-space reality, the 3D where duality is perceived, is all within the hologram, this, the illusion of the character that is being created by definition of the mind, the tool. Time is created within this illusion. Space is created within. And it feels like you're navigating through time and space. I did a meditation once on a beach um, late at night. I used to live in Spain and I uh, had this beach close by. And I just closed my eyes and I started walking. And the, I was just meditating. And what it, the perception that I was feeling was that I was literally just walking on the spot. That's all, I just like narrowed down my focused attention on nothing but this moment. And all I kept experiencing is I'm walking on the spot. I'm walking on the spot. By the time I opened my eyes, I had walked a distance. There was movement in the reality. But what we're always, always doing is everything is happening here and now. And that was a big eye-opener that the illusion just unfolds for you. The nature of reality has never been confirmed. Science is still trying to ask those massive big questions. Quantum physics is bridging you know, gaps and things. But guys, there is a no confirmation of the nature of reality because it is all being created through you, as you, energy, consciousness, awareness, that you're experiencing right here, right now. And what I'm doing through these videos is just giving you some information 
some valuable information where you can put all of this in perspective and notice what is really happening, that the belief in lack is not here to punish anyone, but the belief in lack is here as a tool that your ability to believe in a lack is able to shine the light on what you already are. So you can include that in your awareness that you were unaware about before. So now you can live, come closer and closer to home and to who you really are. Was something I heard myself I was having a conversation with Marie um earlier today, and I heard myself say this <coughs> this the character is designed to sniff out the lack so you can feel the inclusion of it, and I just <laughs> it is designed to sniff out the lack. I was very amused by that. The character is designed to sniff it out. That's what it's meant to do. The character sniffing out. That is the experience. What can I become aware of that's not here in this time-space reality so that the big boss awareness can include effortlessly and create another experience? I had to write it down. because I'm, I'm funny, but I'm normally not that funny. So... Creating the creating tip number six is become familiar with the unfamiliar, meaning become familiar with that which you've just realized. Because focus attention is not going to go there as you open your eyes, because it's unaware of how that even feels like, how that looks like, how that is described. Because it's more familiar with what you've been living out and acquainted yourself with. You've become familiar with your surroundings, your environment, your energetic environment. Your energetic environment, the way you're feeling right now, you're very familiar with it. Are you aware of how you're feeling? Well, focus is attention focus attention is very familiar because that is what it focuses on. Hence you're feeling it, you're describing it, you're seeing it, you're living it, you're jumping into action. You're very, very familiar. That's why people shake when they're not up to speed with a new experience. And it's just like energy. I remember I in my when I was younger, I was asked to um, substitute a friend of mine that wasn't very well, and um, she used to be the cashier in the casino on one of the ships. So I did that for a few months to help out. And a friend of mine said, "Would you like to learn how to deal? I think it was blackjack or something like that, at the, or the roulette." And he taught me how to do all these thoughts. And I was really excited. But the day it came, he said, okay, you're on. And all these punters were there. And I was actually dealing the table. My hands were trembling. And I was just watching my hands tremble. I was so nervous because I hadn't even imagined myself. It was like a, a surprise where he just said, okay, you're on. And I wasn't expecting it. I hadn't imagined it. I hadn't even seen myself as a roulette, croupier, whatever. And he looked at me and he said, your hands are trembling. And I said, I am very aware of that. And it's just like you, I didn't have any control over it because I was just so nervous because I've never seen myself 
play that out. I've never seen myself be in that situation. I've never seen myself because I wasn't accustomed to it. I gave it no attention, ever. And that's why when someone's learning how to drive, there's that tension that it, they feel they need to control because what are other people going to look? And I wasn't, in the, I wasn't the minimum concerned of what I looked like at that roulette table. I was just like literally shaking. And the punters that were playing, they had such a good time with me. They ended up tipping me and it was just a fabulous time because I really didn't bother about what other people were thinking of me. I was just trying to get up to speed with this new experience. That was a blast of a time. I really enjoyed it. But that's the thing. How do you have a new experience and be up to speed with it and enjoy it? You have to have some sort of familiarization with this new experience. And that's how experiences come into being. Your character just walks into it because it's been there before. It has some sort of familiarity with it. You don't know what you look like with a couple million dollars in your bank account and a boat. You've never been there. You don't know what you look like, confident on a stage, talking about your experiences and sharing. You don't know what you look like. You don't. How do you become familiar with that image if you're just stuck to the screen, hypnotized, and focused on the question, the problem, the not enoughness, the question, the problem, not enoughness, the question, the problem, not enoughness. You're very familiar with that. You can pin to, pin, pinpoint a problem and a question and a not enoughness anywhere you go. Have you noticed? What are you familiar with? I owned a bar once um, for a few years and I became so familiar with what is required and how you could make it look good and feel good and things. Every time I'd walk into some sort of restaurant or bar or something, I'd immediately go, oh, you can improve that. Oh, that could be improved. Oh, you could do wonderful things with that. It's just that I was familiar with identifying, identifying things that could become better, that could improve. And hence, that's where my career as a business consultant began. Because all these ideas, because I was focused on the solution. I was focused on the improvement. I was focused on what would feel better than this. So the question will always inspire to the solution and to the answer. But are you familiar with the way that feels? Because that's where you're going to be navigating the solution. Not from here upwards, but from here downwards. That's what I mean, navigating the environment with your eyes closed. And that's how you navigate from here. How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? Because... Remember, by the way it's feeling, then the description will be describing what? The feeling. So when we began these videos, you were unaware of that, right? So I gave you the, we started with the description and the images coming up. This is what the activity of the mind looks like. Description, images, description, images, and you get feedback of the feeling, awareness. Now that you're aware that you're noticing and focusing and placing the light onto a thought, onto an event, onto something, 
right? Now that you know that it's the feeling that concludes this three-element experience creation, you go directly to the feeling. Because as awareness, you can lock on to the feeling that the perception of lack just gave you the other side of the coin. You can lock on to it. Now become familiar with that feeling, become familiar with the description that comes out from the mind, become familiar with that, and then become familiar with the imagery. And now you're going to walk into that experience. Without familiarity and focus, because you're always focusing, but the focus will go where it's more familiar with. So you've got to make the solution more familiar than the problem. You've got to make the answer more familiar than the question. If a new experience is what you want. If you're up to speed and I'm done here. Focus will go where it's more familiar. Because it has more fun with its eyes closed and it just can navigate. Just wants to navigate. But your focused attention is always wanting to focus, 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 focus. What are you... There is no way that in order to have an experience, you cannot focus. Focus is happening whether you like it or not. Where are you placing your focus? This, this is moving the neck, darling. From here. Focus. Focus is happening. It's not you have to focus. Focus is happening all the time. Focus is focusing on what is familiar. And then if you don't, if you, if you're having a problem with that and you want to instead focus over here, you want to be looking on your right instead of your left, but the left is more familiar. Now you're getting frustrated with yourself. I can't take my eyes off this. I can't take my eyes off how lackful I'm feeling, how, but hang on, look over here, but I'm, it just won't go there because it's not familiar. It doesn't know it even exists. Explore, be the explorers, go. And that's why people are so, so fearful of the unknown. But then they complain about the known. Hang on a minute. There's the known and the unknown. I don't like the known and I'm too fearful of the unknown. Well, then hello. Well, then hello, what are we doing here? Life is all about experiences and you don't want to experience. So you want to have the experience of non-experiencing? Guys, it's either focus or you're going to resist focusing. But you've got to become familiar. The known you don't like, the unknown you're fearful of. And arguing for your own limitations. That's how it just... This world is awful. I don't like it. Somebody do something about it. Why? Because you're still there in the known. You want people to change your world, but you have no idea how or what it would feel like. 
So no one's exploring that. Is anyone aware of a gentleman by the name of Michael Tallinger? He's a South African and uh, he does uh, episodes on Gaia TV. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. Um, I subscribe to Gaia TV, which is some wonderful, wonderful information there. And he is traveling around the world teaching small um, villages and towns and small cities with mayors on how to be self-sustainable without money. Because he, he has a vision that this world with no money will all be rich. But there's that perception, that belief that with no money, this world cannot function. So Michael Tallinger, I can't remember his operation, what it's called. So he has a vision. But people are not acclimatized, familiar with this vision, because he has it. He, he went where no one else would go. What, this would, what would this world look like if we didn't have money? And the perspective of most of the people on this planet is like, oh my God, they're playing out the character where money is essential. He's playing out, he's already in a vision and a belief that it can look very, very different. And all of these things, oh, but what about people with this and what would they do there? And he's literally taken all of these questions and had the patience of unfolding each and every perspective so people can become familiar. And all he does, the poor chap, is just keep repeating himself, repeating himself, repeating himself, repeating himself, to bring people up to speed with an image of the perspective, we would all be rich if money didn't exist at all. We have more resources on this planet to feed everyone. But because of this thing of money, all the food is on one side. And who doesn't have this thing called money has no access to the food. Technology is just being created over and over again, but cannot be unleashed onto the market because of the, the lack of funds. But inventors and creators and geniuses all around the world are creating these amazing things, but they're sitting in somebody's garage because there's no funds, you see? So I rather like the chap. And he, he came up with this vision because his father used to work, I think, in the gold mine, on the diamond mine in South Africa. And that community had no money. They had housing and electricity and everything was all taken care of by, you know, the owners of this massive big um, industry. And as far as he was concerned, he grew up until the age of what, you know, in his teens, that he wasn't even aware of money. Then he went out of the borders of this community and all of a sudden there's this thing called money. Can you imagine that? That's a different perspective. That's what conscious focus is aware of and cannot take its mind off it. Can you imagine anything other than that? That's what great visions are. Those are those people that invented the telephone, had a vision. Those are the people that invented the airplane, the wheel had a vision that the others were not, a, you know, were not focused on because everyone was focused on the, on the question, on the problem, on the lack. Hence, in this dualistic world, the other side of the coin was never flipped around. What would this world feel like if we all became aware of who we really are? 
That's what I'm focused on. What would happen to the stock market if 80% of the traders were successful on a regular basis? That's what I'm focused on. Because currently only 20% and not even are successful on a consistent basis. But there are so many traders trading every day, trading who? Their character that believes it's a loser, it's not good enough, the fear of losing, the fear of missing out, the fear of not knowing enough, the fear of not being enough. Wonderful geniuses engulfed in a character, unaware, unaware of what they are able to do. I see seven comments. Can I read them? What is the name of the man with the vision of a world without money? Oh, I just said it. Michael Tellinger. Or is it Tellinger? Tellinger or Tellinger? Michael Tellinger. I look it up for you, darling. And I'll write it in the at the bottom of this post for you. Very wise young man. I'll also put Gaia TV. I think it's Gaia.com or GaiaTV.com. Oh, me, my name. So do you get the drift of it? The one, two, three, four sort of thing. In and out of wakeful state meditation, imagination. So your day literally looks a bit more like this. I sleep for a number of hours. Then the body wakes up and it sits down and meditates. Hence now, the character is not focused into being immediately. There's this tapping in now of the familiarity of who you are, the noticer, awareness. It is ideal to exercise the body in order to get oxygen circulating and that's why the 21 days remembering how to breathe. I've, I've now created the units in the group where you can just pop into the three different 21 day series I've got with all the notes, the PDFs and all that. So exercise is quite valuable in order to allow oxygen to circulate the body. So the energy of who you are can flow through, okay? So we haven't tapped into the lackful, limited character as yet. And after that, you can now begin with your breakfast or your shower and now begin allowing yourself to be part of the ride. You're on a ride, whether you like it or not. There's no need to control it. It's just participate and experience and keep noticing. Keep noticing until here spikes the... Oh, negative. Eh? Still not aware of it? Fine. You keep going until it becomes evident. How does it become evident? The trigger. You've got upset. Some You started crying. You argued with someone. You nearly ripped them apart with your words. And you're like, ah, that was a trigger. Take note. In fact, every single day I take note either of realizations or triggers. And once you've discovered a trigger, you have the other side of the coin that is naturally, organically delivered to you. 
I perceived not enough time. I perceived not enough money. I perceived I wasn't good enough. I perceived I didn't know enough. What does the inclusion of that feel like? And now, by the end of your working day, meaning your character day, eight hours is recommended, not more than that. You sit and you meditate again. And you dedicate 10, 15 minutes to imagination with the inclusion of what you've just come up with. From the, the, the experience is the word I wanted to use. You know when you put in a seed and then you ripe, what's it, ripe? The fruits of it. You've got fruits from that. You've got fruits from your experience of that day. And if you get into this consistency, this consistency of momentum, I notice I'm out there, I notice I perceived lack, I notice the inclusion, I notice the imagination, you then have this rhythm. It will feel a bit awkward at the beginning, but once you get into that rhythm, you notice, you notice. Noticing becomes your highlight. Noticing. Noticing, and the more you imagine it and you notice that you've given attention to it, when you actually walk into that experience, you know you did that. I did that. Because you're aware of the familiarity of it. But if you're unaware of who you really are, the one that notices the character, then it won't be such a revelation. You'll feel like, oh, that was a coincidence. I was just thinking about that. And then I, and then I had the experience of it. And you're like, huh, that's a coincidence. Oh, that was odd. No, it is exactly how things sort of work out. Hello, you did that. You did that and you did that. But it isn't it nice to know that you did that because you familiarized yourself with it. I have, I, I have examples popping up, but I, I won't bore you. It's um, with that. But that's what, in words, I've sort of described the unfolding of this beautiful dance. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. It's a dance. It's a dance. It, creativity, the creator engaging with its creation. And this, darlings, is the creation. Become familiar with the creator. Become familiar with your creations. Include the character as the creation, the painting. You are all beautiful geniuses, creators. You are simply misinformed. You're simply misinformed. And now, after these 21 days, you are no longer misinformed. Now go out and enjoy. Love. Be in alignment with what you've just experienced. And even if you do spend more time into within the character in lack and lack and lack and lack, now, the other side of that degree of lack has the opposite of that degree of abundance. 
and you can include that and become familiar with that. Familiarization is imperative to the whole system. And allow focus, it will go to where it is more familiar. So that's what you guys are sort of going through is the withdrawal syndrome, that you are so familiar with lack, now you're putting this into practice and you sort of have moments that you're familiar, you're like focused on what you do prefer and you're starting to notice, noticing. Then all of a sudden, what pops up? Oh, that feeling again. Oh, I must have not done that well. No, no, you're doing very well, darling. It's just going to take a moment of becoming familiar and up to speed with who you prefer. And that's why momentum and consistency is imperative. And that's what it feels like hard work, but it's not. Just bring in the unfamiliar and get used to it, you know, sort of rub up against it and sort of, hmm, it's unfamiliar now, but I prefer it. This is the inclusion of what I've just perceived as lacking. You're not torturing yourself. There's no torturing. You're, this is something you really, really want, all right? But just because it feels unfamiliar, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It's just unfamiliar. It is the inclusion of what you've just perceived as missing. Remember, this is the desire. This is not a need. You're not doing this as the character. It's from meditation. From When you're in meditation where you notice that who you really are is awareness, that which sees, that which knows, become familiar of how you are as when you're meditating, not as the meditator, that which is perceived and seen and known. Know that which knows. And from there, allow the focus and attention to go with the unfamiliar until it becomes familiar. And now, allow that character to go into its experience. Because that character is being birthed as you become familiar with the imagination. Because the feeling is now locked onto. And now, the mind will start to describe that feeling. Images of that description will come into being. Thank you so much, darlings. Tomorrow, stay tuned for 2, a, 2 p.m. GMT time, Malta, for our last episode. And we'll wrap it up. And if I have time, we'll take some questions. But otherwise, and I'll be giving my goodbyes. And thank you so much. This has been wonderful, absolutely wonderful to spend so so many days with you guys. I love you all, my darlings.